When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to this week's Must Hear Music podcast. I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. Hey, man. As well as Elias Light. Hey, thanks for having me. Welcome this to the Elias. Yeah, welcome, yeah, welcome to the, to the Must Hear Music podcast, Elias. First off, I should say Erica is not with us. She's actually at CNN recording something for them it's about, cool for I school. guess, the news or something. I don't know. <laughs> Some, something with a rapper in the news. Um, rap lyrics used in court for something Tune in to CNN at some point between now and infinity and see oh. Erica Ramirez. Um, <laughs> anyways, so yeah, but Elias, thank you for joining us. This Thanks is your me. first Must Your Music podcast. This is your first podcast, I understand. Yes, so this is true. This is all very exciting yeah. for all of us. But um, but let's, you know, what better way to begin your first podcast than One Direction? I couldn't so, think of another way that I would want to go. <laughs> so let's, uh, One Direction's fourth album, creatively entitled four dropped yesterday uh monday and we are going to be talking about the song girl almighty and i'm gonna toss it off to jason all right one direction yeah so you guys have heard you guys have heard this album have you heard this song girl almighty so the new one direction album and i write a lot about one direction on billboard.com since i am the pop editor of billboard.com and i you know they're a stadium band they're releasing their fourth album, and I don't know if it's their best album, but it's got maybe three of their ten best songs on it. Let's just say that. So check it out. I think one of them is definitely... I, I love Steal My Girl, the the first single, a whole lot. I think the only song better than Steal My Girl on this album is Girl Almighty. It's just its so hard to describe how right this song gets it, I guess. is It's it just like everything it does it does so well i love the the metaphors between like girls and religion i just it's just it it just is mesmerizing in terms of its production the whole the whole thing about the production of this album is that it's so crisp and that even when you don't necessarily agree with some of the song's directions no one, no pun intended you have to admire the production value of it it kind of reminds me like i i always talk to my friend about this how the band lincoln park like and this is a weird this is a very weird analogy but the band lincoln park like you can love them or you can hate them but they their strength is in their production like if you listen to a lincoln park album you'll be like wow even though i don't love every song here the production is yeah it's so perfect that's kind of how I feel about One Direction, who work with a lot of, you know, different pop geniuses from like Savan Koteca to Shellback and, and all these guys. But uh, the 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 moves that they make on Girl Almighty are just so accurate and it, it kind of has so many different components that I admire from the drums to the little clipped guitar lick uh, mm-hmm. in the pre-chorus. It's just, oh, Yeah, man. that guitar lick in there... It really reminds me of like Vampire Weekend. Yeah, it's such a crazy. Exactly, it reminds cool me of like Paul thing. Simon or something like Paul that. Paul Simon, that's yeah. exactly. It really, it has this. I, I was impressed with the album. I have to say, after Midnight Memories, 
which is kind of their like folk rock like foray because that was kind of what was hot at the yeah. moment. I was worried they were going to turn into like just kind of a dull adult contemporary act. Yeah. But this is like to me this is exactly how they should be maturing. Like this is still great pop music, but it's not so like trend chasing of the moment. Like it's yeah. just really well constructed, well produced, and this song in particular, I love that you highlighted because when I was listening to the full thing, I was like, "Man, this is the one that I yeah. really like is going to become my jam." Because not just like the the vampire weekendy guitar lick, but even kind of like the forceful like guitar uh, strumming, like just goes back to anything as classic as like the Everly Brothers' "Wake Up Little Susie." Like this is just like all like po- timeless pop is what this reminds me of yeah exactly um, and i think that's impressive i was not expecting that from them but what what do you think about it elias What's- um i love that you just brought up the everly brothers in the context yeah. of one direction um no i agree with what you guys are saying i think it's just uh it's very breezy to me it's really uh in the best way it's a good song yeah it's just you know what i what i i hope people are starting to do and i I, and last week on billboard.com i made a one direction playlist for dads it's kind of like a joke i was it's just because they some of their songs so so many of their new songs sound like you know the who and journey and all these these bands that dads like and the whole point of me doing that playlist was kind of like to trick people like trick adults into listening to one direction and appreciating it and i just in all seriousness, I hope people like just don't think of One Direction as just a boy band. Of course, they're a boy band, but like they have—they're making great music. Like, and my my problem with Four, and we can, and I'll uh, I'll make this very brief. But my problem with Four is like it has like four ballads too many, and I just, you know, I just feel like that's not their strong point. I feel like Girl Almighty and songs like that, songs like No Control, Steal My Girl. I feel like that's their strong suit. But let's let's listen to it. So we've got One Direction, Girl Almighty, it's a sacrilegious delight. I get down on my knees for you. Let's talk Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. This song is called Stand For, and uh, this is another Jason pick. Yeah, so I'm pleasantly surprised by this song. It it it's not it's not the greatest song in terms of you know, like I think of favorite rap songs of the year, I wouldn't put it up there. But I just really like it as an affirmation of what Ty Dolla Sign is doing. I feel like Ty Dolla Sign has kind of been around the the fringe of of 
finding a mainstream moment and you know he he appeals to a lot of you know deep hip-hop fans and I just was never really attached to him in a way that I I was like wow this really wins me over I feel like this song is just kind of a perfect encapsulation of everything he's been doing so far and I feel like this is a good jumping off point for him. I, I, I just, I really like the production. It's, it's very busy in a, in a way that takes a little bit of getting used to, but once you get there, you can just kind of roll with it. I like his, I like the subject matter. I like, I, I like the, you know, his delivery. I, I think that this is sort of the unique moment that rappers look for. It, it, it's funny for us because I, I wonder what other people, just casual hip hop fans think about it. Because, you know, for us at Billboard, sometimes we get a lot of, you know, press releases and emails and events and stuff like that, that are like, you know, pay attention to this guy, pay attention to this guy. And we all listen to that stuff. And we're like, well, all right, you're kind of shoving it down our throats a little bit, but I don't hear anything that incredible yet. And I feel like Ty Dolla Sign was a little bit like that for me. I wasn't really impressed yet, but this, this is kind of won me over. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where he goes from here. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, I, I think like Ty really blew up when, when Paranoid became a radio hit. And one of the things that I loved about Paranoid was you had the contrast between like that really skeletal DJ mustard beat, but then these like really lush multi-layered vocals on top of it. And this kind of goes for the same feel. It's a little slower, but you still have like Ty has a great voice and he has a real gift for like these crazy melodies. And that sounds really good. I think when you pair it up with just this lean beat. Yeah. I, I was also like pleasantly surprised by this and I do like Ty Dolla Sign, but it was, I liked it more than I expected to. Um, I always just, he kind of in interviews has insisted he'd like, he doesn't want to think of himself as a rapper cause he doesn't consider his flow to be exactly rapping. And I think that really works to his strength on songs like this, where, like, technically, yeah, what he's doing is rapping, but it's so, like, laid back that it's almost like a half-sing, half-rap. Like, it wouldn't be considered, like, good singing, nor would it be considered, like, the best rapping. But somehow, like, there's a timber to his voice, and, like, with a production like this, that just makes it sound great. And I'm kind of a sucker for any rap song where there's, like, a high-pitched like kind of tweaked vocal sample in the background just to add like a little weirdness to it. Um, so yeah, it's it's good, but uh, let's listen to it. This is Stand For from Ty Dolla Sign. All right, that was Ty Dolla Sign. Next up, let's talk about uh, another rap joint we got. This one's from <laughs> Kevin Gates. Oh my god! Featuring Dude. August Elsina, and it's uh, called "I Don't Get Tired." And this is an Elias pick. So yes, um, so I'm excited about this song for several reasons. One, I uh, really find Kevin Gates to be a, a exciting and compelling rapper. I think uh, sort of actually like Ty Dolla Sign. He just has a really like his voice just really stands out. It just seems to like carry so much in his voice. And uh, the chorus to this one, he's talking about how he has six jobs, but he never gets tired. We can't, can't argue with that as someone who does get tired. I find it <laughs> extremely inspiring. Um, also, August Alsina uh, played a show in New York not long ago, which I was at, and he fainted during the middle of it, went into a coma, and now he's back and is singing again. I remember you again. writing about that. So, yeah. Was yeah, that before or after he opened for Usher? Because I saw him open for Usher. 
uh was was that that was like a week and a half ago okay so this is before so he's oh put, but he, so i don't think he's put anything put any music out ah. uh post coma yet all right. So I'm glad to see that he's back. Yeah. Was there ever uh, an explanation for that? It seems like a strange exhaustion or something. But sometimes whenever you hear like someone slipped into a coma, but they're fine. I'm like, I need more information. Like yeah. that doesn't that yeah. sounds a little serious. But but yeah, it's a good thing he's back. Yeah. Um, glad to hear it. Jeez. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah, that this is a fun song. Like this isn't exactly my favorite type of hip hop. Um, you know, lyrically, like there's just that enormous focus on, you know, money and grinding, which, you know, like we've heard a lot about and stuff like that. But I do like his voice. Like he's got kind of like that throaty kind of guttural quality to it. Um, but it, it's pretty good. I would say, you know, he's got I think it's this from his second mixtape that's coming up or. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the sequel but... to one of them, but he had. Um, one whose name I'm blanking on, but it had the song 4:30 a.m. Yeah, right. I, I, um, I, I'm, I'm a big believer in Kevin Gates, and I think that he, he was one of the breakouts of 2013 to me. I just loved everything he put out, and I, I, you know, it's been kind of quiet a little bit in this year, but this, this song I saw, I, I, I love this, I love the name of it. I don't stay tired, and I just love his flow. He's he kind of reminds me a little bit of Freddie Gibbs in the way that he's so gruff and so, you know, pernicious that it, it's almost hard for me to be like, oh, man, this guy's going to blow up. He's going to be a superstar. But you never know. Like, he, he maybe he's just like Freddie Gibbs in the sense that he's just going to keep churning out really quality right. rap music. I would love I if he like did an album with Mad Lib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. I feel like that's the thing maybe missing for me with this is i just like i like him but i I need a little more in the production and i think you team him up with someone who's doing like interesting music like a mad lib or even someone with like 50 percent of mad libs talent yeah you know you could get some really great kevin gates music unsolicited advice i like that's what we're here at the must hear music yeah all right well let's take a listen to it it's uh kevin gates featuring august alcina i don't get tired All right, that was Kevin Gates and August Alsina. Next up, let's talk about TV on the radio. They released their new album, Seeds, this week. Uh, This is the first album they've recorded since bassist Gerard Smith passed away a few years ago, which was very sad and, you know, tragic, not just because he's talented, but because he's young. But, and, you know, they kind of went on hiatus for a little bit, and they went through a bit of um, kind of like a band soul-searching period, and they've come back with... To me, what sounds like almost a different sound for them, and it's not like I mean they're they're a a thoughtful band who makes like very complex music, but this this is not as like aggressive as a lot of the stuff they've done in the past. Like so, anyways, I should say the song I want to highlight is called "Careful You" from the new album Seeds, um, and it's it's almost like more inviting than a lot of stuff I think they've done in the past. Like it reminds me of. Um, the more commercial songs that the knife has done or like Depeche Mode stuff. Like it has this really like fun, welcoming synth beat. That's not like totally propulsive. It's like a little laid back. It's, this is just like a great, like kind of indie synth song. That's a little less challenging than when they were like at the height of their powers, but it's still just this really cool inventive sound, I think. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Depeche Mode, that's a good uh, a good reference point. Um, I think, like we were talking about before with great production, like even for songs on this album that I didn't necessarily like, I thought they just sounded fantastic, you know? Um, and, and Dave Sitek, who, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but he um, also produced like the... the Kellis? Kalise, yeah. Kalise, yeah. Her album this year, which also right. sounded fantastic. And whatever they do, it just sounds really impressive to me. And I also like that on this album, they tried to, they like worked with this Swedish soul singer, Eric Hassel, on one track. Um, I like him. And they're like, they're just, they're just trying to grow. And that's always good to see. Yeah, I know? think that's a good point. I was listening to the album and I agree. Like, I, I don't love this as much as I've loved things from them in the past. There are definite songs where I feel like after I, you know, listen to it a few times, I'm definitely going to skip it the next time I return to the album. But even on those kind of like filler tracks, it still sounds good. Like there's obviously a lot of thought put into it. Um, And you're right, Dave Satek, I think that's how you pronounce his name, just has a great ear. Like it's just the production is just so... Uh, one of a kind but anyways let's let's take a listen to it so it's tv on the radio careful you All right, that was TV on the radio. Next up, I wanted to talk about Azealia Banks. Uh, this is we were, we were talking about Azealia Banks on the Must Your Music podcast maybe a couple months ago when she released her song Chasing Time, Good which song. it is. It's a great song. Erica and I both agreed that we really liked the song, but it made us a little worried that when she finally released her like two-year delayed debut album, Broke With Expensive Taste, that it was just going to sound like really good alternative hip-hop <laughs> alternative <laughs> hip-hop from 2012 because chasing time kind of has that like 2012 like production vibe to it right. um so she finally like kind of surprise dropped her album last week and it's fantastic and i'm just so happy that not it really like it doesn't sound dated and it also doesn't sound 2014 it just sounds like like totally not of its time or any time. Like I'm really impressed with this. I'm kind of surprised like she's shown herself with this album. Like it's so stylistically diverse that it, you know, she touches on everything from uh, Latin music to hip hop, to rock to even like, there's one song that's basically like a Frankie Avalon, Annette Funicello, like beach party surf rock anthem. And, and it's not like, a dumb joke like it doesn't sound like schizophrenic at all it like all of it kind of gels together and adds up to a maybe if not totally cohesive but a very like solid listen so the whole album is great but I specifically wanted to highlight the song give me a chance um, which is the song where she kind of goes from rap into Latin music with some like heavy kind of like sexy horns and she even sings in Spanish on it it's just you know, it just shows a real like fearlessness and inventiveness that I think is missing from not just a lot of hip hop, but a lot of pop music. So even if this album took like two years to come out, I'm glad that it's here. 
Yeah, I mean, I really think her unpredictability is like a major strength. You really have no idea what's going to come next, um, for better or for worse, but usually for better. And uh, have you heard there's like an earlier version of this track on SoundCloud from like a couple years ago? No, I haven't. So it's kind of cool. You should track it down because it's basically the heavy bass and the drum and her rapping, but the horn section isn't there yet. And then like she... I'm a big fan of horn sections, so I fully support that. Not enough brass in pop music these days. Um, and then she adds the Latin part, which is just, you know, crazy. And, and uh, I, I'm also a big fan of, of the, a Latin beat, so yeah. I like that part as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's interesting. Maybe it was just kind of a matter that, you know, when she reached her original, like, release date for this album, which was, I think, in early 2013, that she realized maybe she just had like a good rap album on her hands, but she wanted something that was more than a rap album that really like touched upon a lot of different types of music. Um, regardless, it, it's just a really surprising listen. Um, and actually, well, well, let's let's listen to "Give Me a Chance" and then we'll circle back to it. So this is Azealia Banks' "Give Me a Chance." Right, that was Azealia Banks, Give Me a Chance. Um, Azealia is a perfect segue. So there's a song on her album called Nude Beach A Go-Go. That's the one I kind of alluded to earlier that sounds like, um, a, like a beach party song from the 60s. Like during the 60s, they used to do these like teen-oriented movies starring Frankie Avalon and Nat Funicello where these like teens would hit the beach for like a wholesome good time and just sing like really dopey pop songs that were like, even cornier than the Beach Boys. And I love the Beach Boys <laughs> with all my heart. But I mean, the Beach Boys can be corny. And this, sure. this was even like worse. Um, but there's like kind of an endearing kitsch quality to that. Like these movies have a weird like cult following. And that's very much like what this Azealia Banks song was about. Um, surprisingly, apparently Azealia Banks and uh, Ariel Pink, the indie singer songwriter, are like really close friends. Really? And on his that. just dropped album, Pom Pom, there is the exact same song. And so he recorded basically his own version of it. Like, I guess maybe they co-wrote it together and then uh, they both have a version of it on their album. And his is a little weirder. I mean, his whole thing is, you know, as, as diverse as her album is, he, or excuse me, as diverse as Azealia's album is, he is like a total chameleon. Like he can lose himself into different styles. Like one moment he sounds like David Bowie. The next moment it's like kind of a a sprawling psychedelica or like a carpenter's thing. Like he's a total weirdo and very good at doing it. But um, I feel like I'm just rambling about it. What, what did you think about this song? Um, no, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying before. I just, it's really hard to think of uh, another performer who has like the capability to get a radio hit, who would do a song like nude beach, a go, go and a song like chasing time and a song. Like, right. Um, Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> all on the same album um so it's just it's really remarkable that she's able yeah. to do that and it is it's exciting you're right because this is someone who i you know i don't know if she's going to get a radio hit with this album but potentially in her career i i think she's hoping to at least get some radio play at some point certainly people behind her are hoping that um but you know like you said this is an album where for someone who's with their eye on the charts is going to have 
a collaboration with uh, like a sister song with Ariel Pink. Like it's not like, oh, you couldn't think of another rapper who would do that. It's like you can't think of another. So basically, aside from Kanye West, like there's no one else out there who's so willing to take a risk, especially on a debut album. Um, so it's it's really cool. So let's listen to it. That's Ariel Pink, his version of Nude Beach A Go Go. Alright, thanks for joining us this week. That's all we got. Um, Jason, thanks so much for swinging through. Oh, of course, man, of course. And Elias, I hope this was an excellent uh, first podcasting experience. It was great. I hope you'll have me back sometime. Woo. Probably never, but no. we'll see. No, we, we probably will. It was wonderful. Well, thank you. All right, thanks a lot. Thank you.